Hello everyone, this is Sarisha and I host the Women, Career and Life podcast. Just like you, I've traversed varied paths, stumbled a little, picked myself up and learned a great deal on my journey. Many of us face similar questions, but we don't always get to have a conversation with our friends or peers. In this podcast, you will hear real stories that you can connect with on the challenges of navigating career and life. You must be wondering who I am. In my everyday life, I'm a career woman, a mom, and an avid reader. I'm also a road tripper, amateur gardener, and even a fashionista on some days. Join me and my guests as we have an open and honest discussion on career change, trade-offs, and working across boundaries. You get the idea. It's a perspective you simply may not hear anywhere else. I have the perfect snack for you to grab on the go or when you have the chocolate craving in the night. Puckley Snacks makes an organic whole grain mix of snacks with dark white chocolate and milk chocolate that you can eat for a snack, use it to top your yogurt or any other form. Log into Puckley Foods, P-A-K-T-L-I-F-O-O-D-S dot com. You can get a 15% discount by using the code Women Career 15, spelled W O M E N C A R E E R 15. I hope you enjoy and satisfy the chocolate craving you get whenever you feel like it. There's so much to take away from this episode. I hope the audio quality does not impede your listening experience. So today we are recording live from the Podcast Movement 2022 at the HubSpot booth. This is really exciting. This is my first recording actually in a booth in a studio. I do it at home in admin room with, I guess, you know, other furniture inside. And I met Ben Cooper yesterday at the Speed Networking event. And yep. Ben is actually was a full-time career as a lawyer and he's just pivoted to becoming a podcast, running his own business as well. And what is really fantastic is his experience, not just professionally, but a lot of the stuff he's doing now is to getting young people and others trying to prevent their career and what makes that transition successful. Yeah, it's tough. I feel like we have to make all these decisions when we're 18, 19, about the rest of our lives. And there's a lot of room for error. Enjoy working with people. Hope to get them on a clearer path and to get a sense about what it is they really value professionally and help them come up with a plan to be in a career that meets most of those values most of the time. That's very interesting because my son is actually a high school senior. Uh-huh. He's going to be heading out to college and trying to figure out what he wants to study. It's, it's a passion thing and what he decides. But I don't think at 18, I knew what I wanted to do after. Yeah. And it's very hard to figure out. And I think the us being here in this podcast movement, I think speaks to itself, right? You can have passion product projects, side hustles, and very many people you meet who actually pivoted their career. So whatever you set yourself up for 18 is something to remember is it's a stepping stone. It's a building block, but it doesn't have to be the one and be all for the next 40 years. Oh, yeah. I think people put themselves under a lot of pressure thinking the first job is the only job they're ever going to have. And it's just the first job. That's all it is. It gives you a little sliver of what life might be like if you continue going in that direction. And for some people... That's exciting. And for other people, they realize they need to go in a different direction. Part of what I enjoy helping people realize isn't what their passion is, but what are they actually really good at? Because personally, I'm not an advocate. If you just find the thing that you love, you'll never work a day in your life. I think that's a misconception that has been sold to millennials and Gen Z. I love what I do. And I know you do too. But it's still work on different days. It's there's days I'd rather be at home on the couch with my wife just 
enjoying a cocktail instead of working on email sequences and whatnot, that doesn't mean I don't enjoy it. So the goal is to help people find out what are you really good at because that proficiency and that excellence is going to help you enjoy what you do more, but it also opens up a bunch of other opportunities that you can then invest time and effort in comes a site and hustle and maybe it becomes a full-time job down the road. Yeah, and I think I've heard this intersection of three things. There's your passion, what you're good at, and actually the third thing to remember is what the market needs. Yeah, It's something that has to come together because there's always a timing piece of it. But obviously you can't. When you start, say, a college or start something, you don't know in four years what the trend even looks like. Who knew about TikTok two years ago? So it's the same thing. So what do you, what do people can do to prepare themselves for it? How do they think about it? What's the process? I think it varies a little bit depending on where they are. Uh, what a high school student's going to be doing is a little bit different to a college student and what that what a college student does will be different to a young to mid-career mid profession. I think really what it boils down to is a couple of things. First thing is just doing some honest self-assessment. What are you really actually very good at? Because we talked about the importance of proficiency. I also think it's important to talk to people who are doing some of the things that you're actually interested in doing. I work with a lot of people who are aspiring to go to law school. It can cost more than $300,000 to go to law school, you probably want to have a really good idea of what a lawyer does and whether or not you want to do that thing before you go and invest three years for law school, an extra six months for bar exam, and more than a quarter of a million dollars. So first thing is, don't be afraid to go out and reach out to people who are doing some of those things that you're interested in because human nature means people are generally pretty excited to talk about themselves. And you can get some really wonderful information and very few people will actually say no. And this process takes time. And part of that process that's fun for me is it's a very scary process for a lot of people, especially Gen Z, to pick up the phone and have a human interaction because they're so used to tech-related interactions. And I, I really get a kick out of seeing people develop those skills and put them into practice. That's fascinating because I think of them as information interviews yeah. even when you're pivoting a career. And it's very imperative, like you said, before you invest in it. Because even for people who are well-established in that career when they're trying to find a new role yeah. and they think this is their dream role. I've had friends and colleagues who've jumped into the dream role and realized three months later. And they've been trying for this two years, five years, and it was such a hard transition. They made it and then realized, oh, that wasn't what I liked at all. And they're so ready to go do something else. It's not about the grass being greener, but really the roles are not always described or by the title. And yeah. the same role in different organizations, different groups is very distinctly different. So there's pieces that you have as a normal job function, but there are things that you can expand and make slightly different in your scope to make it more interesting for you. So why is impacting whatever organization or your own person? Yourself? A classic example is either being a podcaster or being a lawyer. People think of lawyers and they think of the courtroom. There's a huge chunk of the profession that never sets foot in a courtroom. And those that practice in areas of law where they're in the courtroom don't spend most of their time in the courtroom. But if you think that's what you're going to do most of your time as attorney, it's not surprising that you'd be disappointed in the same way that as a podcaster, most of what we do does not involve the actual interview or the actual podcast itself. It's all the behind, scene, behind the scenes type stuff. And if you don't enjoy that little sliver of being in front of the microphone is often not enough to keep you motivated to keep doing all the other stuff. That's a necessary part. Very true. I think most of us, including me, when we walked into podcasting was the learning part, the 
interviewing part. There's so much pre-production and post-production. Oh, gosh, yeah. At least the learning part kept me going through that and it's kept the enthusiasm going. But it can be quite challenging because there's so much things outside your comfort zone. Oh, absolutely. And I think your friend's experience is not an uncommon one where people will put this, they're not happy where they are and there can be a number of reasons why that's the case. So they put this exit strategy up on a pedestal as if it's going to be always awesome. Every day is just a dream. And then they get there and they realize it's not what, you know, what they actually needed. And often that's because there's some underlying issues that aren't really related to what you do for a nine to five. And that's also a big piece of this is if you're about to make this big shift, it's going to invest a lot of your time. It's going to require the investment of your time and your money and your effort. It's going to re- it's going to require compromise from maybe a spouse who's going to have to pick up some weight while you pursue this dream. That's not easy. So if you're going to do that, if you're going to make that change, you really do need to have done your due diligence ahead of time to know that it's actually going to give you what you think it is. And one way to do that is see if you can get like a stretch project or intern with someone or spend two, three hours either shadowing them or doing some piece of the work for them. It unpaid whichever way and gives you some experience and get a feel for the office environment or some other field so that you know what reality is. Yeah, that's where the coffee interactions are great because the thing about going and interning with somebody is it's very unlikely that if I go and intern with you and you're employed at a company that you're going to really tell me, you know what, I hate this company and I'm looking for a job. <laughs> you're not going to tell me that. But if maybe we go out for a cup of coffee and I'm not coming into the workplace and I'm just building this relationship with you where I get to know a little bit about how you got to where you are and what you do, as that conversation is going to deepen, you may say to me, you know what, these are the things that I really don't like about what I do and if I had my time over, I may do something differently. That conversation might open up the door to have another conversation with you or with somebody else and it might save me $300,000. This is a good point because what you're trying to say is because industries change. Yeah, Someone may rapidly. go interview for an industry they think this is still a great place to be but the person who's working there knows that, okay, it will not their career but may not last a new person's career for the next many years so before you spend time investing in that, it would be good to have that offline conversation. It's You're right. Interning is not the forum to find such information, but yeah. information is It's still good experience. Yes, yeah. and which is great. And then, but building a network and always making sure you ask the person you talk to first, thank them for their time. Absolutely. But make sure asking them for a connection to speak to someone else can give you a different perspective. Helps you build that network and find more information as you go along. You spot on this. Here is the perfect snack to grab when you're on the go or when you have that sweet tooth chocolate craving in the night. I love the dark chocolate with raisins and nuts. My sister loved the white chocolate and she's not a white chocolate fan. Parkley Foods makes a gluten-free, organic, superfood, whole grain mix of snacks mixed with chocolates, nuts and fruits. Pick up Parkley Foods. You'll also be supporting a women-owned business where all the snacks are handmade. Parkley means joy in Nahuatl, the language of the Aztecs. And it's based on an ancient Mexican snack called the Alegrias, which also means joy in Spanish. You can order Parkley snacks in packs, but also as a gift box to give in a corporate giving of a family, friends, and colleagues. The gift box looks amazing and also comes with this little fabric made by local artisans in Mexico, which can be used to decorate your holiday table. 
Sina, the owner of Butley Snacks, started this business during COVID, but has really been thinking about this idea and perfecting it for the last 20 years. I hope you order it and enjoy it. You can get a 15% discount by using the code WOMENCAREER15, spelled W-O-M-E-N-C-A-R-E-E-R-15, and log in to Patli Foods, P-A-K-T-L-I-F-O-O-D-S dot com. I hope you order this and enjoy it and satisfy the chocolate craving you get whenever you feel like it. Two questions I insist everybody ask in informational interviews, whether that's over the phone, Zoom, cup of coffee. It always will involve what advice would you have for someone like me who wants to get experience? Best case scenario, you get an opportunity. Worst case scenario, you get some advice. The second question, is there anyone else you know that you think might be able to give me a good perspective? Because now all of a sudden you're opening up their connections and their network. And they might have two or three other people that feel very similarly to the way that they do. That's good information. You also don't want to be put off by just one negative conversation. Because you might have made, let's take you and I having that conversation. That person might have had, they might have made some decisions that have led them to be less than happy. Maybe they went to the wrong kind of school and they paid too much and they have too much debt. So they had to take the job that paid the most as opposed to the job that they really wanted. Maybe there's some other factors in their personal life that are really influencing the way they see their life. So these informational interviews, you have to have a decent data set. You can't just interview one doctor who says, I love what I do and go, all doctors are happy. Medicine is the most amazing career. If you go and talk to 10 doctors and the majority of them give you that response, then it's reasonable to say, okay, this might actually be an exciting and uh, interesting fit for me. But you can't just talk to one person here. Very true. And Ben, I know it's been really great to have you. I have one final question I ask everyone I interview. What advice would you give your 21-year-old self? Oh, I would tell myself to chill out. I think I would tell myself to slow down. I don't have to have everything figured out by the time I turn third. Enjoy life and ask lots of good questions. Very good. Life is a marathon, not a sprint. Yes, remember, absolutely. Remember absolutely. that. And what is the one word you'd use to describe yourself? Ooh. I hope resilient. Excellent. I hope. <laughs> Very good. And wishing you all the best. Thank you Cheers. so much for having me on the show. Ben and I recorded this conversation a few months ago. And I think it's very telling that the topic is always relevant. It tells us that life is a journey. We will have very many career pivots. We do not always know the answers and sometimes the questions we might have in finding those solutions can be quite complicated. So if you are trying to decide what to study in school or to decide on that next job, gather a lot of information, do a lot of information interviews, meet people, find out what their day is like, what the job function is like, what does that school experience look like? Because what we read are usually snippets and doesn't give us the whole breadth of experience. I hope you enjoyed this interview. Tell me what you have done in your experiences when what you took away from this episode by emailing me at womencareerandlife at gmail.com spelled W-O-M-E-N-C-A-R-E-E-R and life at gmail.com. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Tune in every other Wednesday to catch the next episode. If you think a friend may benefit from this, please share this podcast with them. All the resources we talked about are also available on my website, womencareerandlife.com. Please like, subscribe, and leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform. 
I would love to hear from you about your stories and your journey. You can reach me on my blog, Twitter, Instagram or Gmail at Women Career and Life. Until next time, this is Sarisha signing off. Remember, there are infinite possibilities to drive change in career and life. Which will you choose to make a reality today?